You are now, now tuned into Progressive Action Radio, the most objective show in America. Hosted by Tramel Thompson, co-hosted by Jamel Wilson, and DJ Damage is on the wheels of steel. You will never know what to expect when thoughts and wisdom unite. People! Get ready. 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 Progressive action is now live. Welcome back to Progressive Action Radio. Cuz, what's going on, man? I'm chilling. What's going on, cuz? No shit crazy out here, man. You know, people talking tough in these Facebook groups and all that, man. Of course, I, I see that. First of all, I want to say uh, good evening to everybody out, all you listeners out there. You know what I mean? They, they, they talking crazy, man. They, they getting hostile. Hey, what are they saying? A whole bunch of silliness. You know, nobody don't want to lose their job. So that's what they feel is their protection. You know what I mean? Uh, of talking reckless. You know what I mean? Right. But I ain't buying that. I hear that. I can't buy that. See, you know what it is? They acting like that we not bringing the information. Nobody has ever brought the information like we have have brought it. Right or wrong? You're, you're right. You're right. Nobody. These guys, they should be ashamed of themselves. They've been in here for 10, 15 years and bragging, but have done nothing for the membership. They Right. They've done nothing. And then when somebody wants to actually do something, they have so much critique of the people that want to do something. Especially like when, when, when they friends is involved. Right. Because that's all this is. Of course. It's, it's feelings. Yeah. It's, it's, it's people protecting home base and protecting their slate. And they don't know how to react to us because the only time they deal with this shit is during campaign time. Exactly. You know what I mean? This, this ain't no campaign time. It's time for members to wake up and step up and actually do something. Well, this, this is actually crunch time because this is uh, even, uh, even, even more than campaign time. This is contract time. Yeah, you but know? this is wake up time, even if it wasn't contract yet. Yes, it is Th- wake this, up this time. This is wake up time. That's right. That's like, People uh, think I'm playing. This job going to be for college students in a few years. Yeah, like Teddy Pendergrass said, wake up everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's going to be crazy. So you know what they act like? I got to run down a list for them. Of what we have brought to the forefront through our guests and this beautiful platform called Progressive Action. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to run it down, man. Let me see. Let's start with uh, nobody didn't know that Samuelson stalled on purpose the last contract. And had a meeting at his house. They ain't know that. They ain't know that. None of them knew that. Nobody knew about the Gilmartin houses. Nobody knew they existed. To this day, nobody don't know where that 17 Point two million dollars is that? Oh my God, that's right. And I have sixteen years on the job, and I never knew about Gilmartin Look at houses. Samuelson not supporting Black History events. That wasn't brought to the forefront until it came on this show, right? Exactly. It's another one. And let's see if he'll go this this year, September eighteenth. Let's see if he goes. Exactly. Nobody knew Samuelson purposely passed up on real estate that would have made the union rich. Instead, he settled for the two and a half floors on 195 Montague Street. That happened by chance. Nick Bedell's friend was the realtor on the deal. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that. No, they didn't. But it's a Brooklyn thing. They wanted to stay in Brooklyn. They didn't want to cross the bridge. Yeah, whatever. They should have kept it in Garrison Beach then. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, um, the step in apprenticeship program. Nobody knew that was suspended 
or whatever the case may have been, ended, deaded, whatever they want to call it, until this show where we had Steve Downs on the show. Right, and I didn't know. And you was on that list, And right? I was on that list. This is a big one. Lying about the cleanest bill being passed, which still isn't passed today. That should be sitting on Cuomo desk right now, right? Right. Meanwhile, Cuomo around here prancing on, on train tracks <laughs> and fucking limo, limo driver shoes. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason why he didn't sign it, because he was walking on the tracks with no vest on. That's more important to him. Right. Than signing the cleaners bill. Right. But they didn't know that until this show. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the MTA bus pension going to arbitration. Right. What is that about? I don't know. Maybe, you know, Joe Loda did say that he doesn't like to negotiate. Well, he can't negotiate contracts. So maybe that's why it's sitting in arbitration. He said, oh, let the arbitrator handle it. As, as always, man. Yeah. They tried to blame Roger for the 1.5%, but failed to mention they raised it to 2%. Exactly. That wasn't bought until it was on this show. Right. And then they tried to hoodwink the members and say that Roger opened the door to the medical contribution. Which was total bullshit. They tried to say that Roger uh, got rid of the no layoff clause. They trying to start that bullshit. Exactly. When in actuality, in the contract, Roger had a, uh, a no a job security clause put there. Yeah. So in actuality, that replaces the no layoff clause. Yeah, but they, but this, this is, this is, these people is insane. You're right. Know what I mean? Like, well, I just want to know why do y'all pay us so much attention? We not thinking about y'all. Y'all not helping us pay for none of this shit. This shit ain't free. And the reason y'all not doing it because it ain't free. And if it was free, what y'all go talk about? Vacation. What y'all go talk about? How many years you got on the job? They go what talk you have for dinner? But they go talk about bathrooms and locker rooms and swing rooms. What else could they talk about? Right. Stuff that don't make you no money. But they want to criticize the people who actually putting in the work. You know, I, I just got to stop paying attention to the people that's on the bleachers. Yeah. Because they go always talk shit. If you're not in the game on the floor, we not passing you the ball or... or you know, you just a cheerleader with your pom-poms. We don't care what you got to say no more. Oh, yeah, because you got a lot of cheerleaders out there talking about, oh, that's my man. Yeah, that's my f- elected elected person. That's my man. Yeah, that's my friend. Oh, we, we can't forget. We expose Facebook pages. Oh, wow. We can't forget that. We expose Stephen Chan. Stephen Chan, yeah. Who end up being Markeith Wolford. Yeah. Threatening people. Got exposed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All this is un- done under Samuelson. And he has done nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? You got reps calling people trannies, threatening members under fake Facebook profiles and all this other kind of corny shit. Right. It got to come to an end. Yeah. And then everything else negative that you could think of also. You know, like I said, the, the largest layoffs in the history of the union. It's a lot of gunshots. We ain't got too, we ain't got too many guns. Oh, okay. Yeah, we ain't got too many more clips left Yeah, we ain't got here, too right? many clips. We'll run, we run out of bullets. Oh, okay. The whole show will be gunshots. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, one thing I you know, want to save just real quick is, you know, the pictures of the governor on, you know, getting his jollies off on the train tracks, him and his aide standing there with no vest on, no hat, and like I said, you know, his, his penny loafers or whatever shoes he wears. Cab driver shoes. Cab driver Go- shoes, Governor right. specials. Go- yeah, oh, governor specials? Yeah, I'm going to transit and ask them, where can I get the governor specials that's track certified? Well, maybe Samuelson could get a pair. He can't fit those. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> but basically, it's like, 
you know, it's again, it's a thing called dignity and respect. Now, I believe that's Pendergrass. It was, was Pendergrass. It was Pendergrass. Okay, so again, he took it upon himself to get a vest and get a hard hat. So, were they so scared of the governor that they couldn't tell at least get him a vest? Of course. How can you tell your father what to do? Can't tell your father what to do. You're right. The governor controls every. He's the boss. He's the boss. That's you can't right. tell the boss. The boss will have you out of here. It's the same. It's like a chain effect. How you go tell Cuomo what to do, and how union reps go tell Samuelson what to do? Samuelson will send you back to your tools. Right. And Lord knows they don't want to go back to their tools. Yeah. And Cuomo will send people back to wherever the hell they came from. Right. So you can't tell him. What I didn't like about it is that he made a mockery of the job. He made it seem like it wasn't serious to me. That's how I took it. Yeah. He made it seem like it's not dangerous. It's dangerous on those tracks. Is he even track safety certified? Of course not. So he don't know the danger of those tracks. As soon as we do it, we out of service. Big time. Days right. in the street. Right. Somebody, did you say a conductor got taken out of service for not have, having a piece of article of, of their uniform? A piece of, oh. um, A piece of their uniform. They didn't have like a tie oh or yeah, a shirt. No, they didn't have a shirt and they, they got sent home. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's crazy. And we we I mean this this MTA thing is 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 out of control, man. Right. You know the rule. You know the discipline's out of control. Is there's so many rules and so many regulations that basically it's too many the way you could trip over them. Yeah. You it, know, it's a beautiful job. We work in a beautiful city, but it's 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 a whole bunch of BS going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and it starts with our leadership. Definitely. I mean, but with that being said, cuz. Why don't you introduce our guest? Well, tonight, there's, you know, we, we work in a beautiful city and, and the system is beautiful, but nothing as beautiful as our guest that we have in here tonight. We have Miss Lisa Nero from the CSW, Vice President of CSW with Dr. Hearns. How are you feeling tonight? Tell everybody who you are and what you do. Uh, the Vice President of Marketing and Business Development for Central Medical Services of West Rock, CMSW. And I work for uh, Dr. Hearns now for the last 10 years. And it is my job to educate and to teach um, injured workers in the city what to do when they're injured on the job. Now, th this, this, in a city altogether, this don't, don't only pertain to MTA. Not only MTA, most city workers, um, it is my niche that I educate union members. Okay. And you must start with the reps so they can educate us. Do you, do you educate the members themselves or, or the, the reps and they supposed to transfer the information to us? Both. Okay. And where, where does this happen at? as far as with the members? Because I don't remember doing this. Uh, with the members, usually I would attend either division meetings. I would um, either be invited in um, by uh, union reps or vice presidents or elected officials um, to come in and speak to their members. All right. See, look, now this is the important part right here. This is why I don't agree with the union. And I had spoke to them about this, about the division meetings or the section meetings being um, old business, new business. That's what they put as their agenda. If people know that you're coming down there specifically, maybe more people will come out. You know what I mean? Because I'm quite sure you just don't pop up on meetings. I'm quite sure it's probably planned a few days in advance. That, that is correct. I, I, I'm usually given notice or um, I 
I'm I'm on a schedule as far as when when they have their scheduled meetings, they'll invite me in on different departments will invite me in to speak. Okay. Now, as far as the RTO meetings, do you speak to a lot of members? Uh, I have not done a, a RTO division meeting in some time. I've been right now currently working on uh, I've been invited to speak with the new members um, when they come in um, to the uh, into the job. So I've been speaking at the union hall uh, to new members who are coming in. Okay, that's cool. The, the induction date. That was very fun. Oh, yeah. The only thing it felt for induction for me was like uh, they trying to take all my money before I even cash a check. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like, and 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 it's almost like buying a house because you signed a lot of papers. You don't know what the hell you signed. You don't know what you signed, and all you know is you want. All you know is you want to get the job. Oh, speaking of that, I signed up for Cope. I think I got to get my money back. Oh yeah, I'm supporting. I'm supporting BS up there, man. Oh, of course. I got to go through the, the 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 ways to get my money back. I, I did. It, I did too. So I would love to. I would love to stop my little two dollars. <laughs> Please, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, they off the hook down at the, uh, at the condos, you know. See, I wanted to stop my little $2. Exactly. So, Miss Nero. Yes. Um, as far as the compensation, why why it seems like so, like, compensation seems difficult as far as people getting paid and, and you know, things like that? It's an extremely complex system. Um, and we as an organization, we've tried to simplify it. Uh, when... When compensation uh, was reformed in 2007, the, it was alleged to simplify the system, but really all it was was a cost-shifting situation. When, you are, when you're on compensation, the, the best way to how I have simplified it is when, when I come and speak about when you're injured on the job, the first thing is people don't know exactly what comp is. So when I'm doing my presentation and when I'm explaining comp, um, I do it in a way that I tell everybody, you give me seven minutes and I will give you the workers' comp world. And the best way to sim simplify workers' comp is it's three things. It's medical, it's legal, it's paperwork. That's all compensation is. The reason why everybody gets all twisted and, and, and makes it all, what complicates it is the documentation and the paperwork. Yeah. What we do as an organization, we take you from the point of injury all the way to the return to work. We literally hold your hand through the whole process. Um, when I'm presenting to members, and again, that's several unions, it's not just uh, TW Local 100, it's ATU 1056, it is DC 37 members, it's uh, uh, um, Teamsters 237, it's, uh, it, so it, there's several unions that I do have the opportunity to, that we serve. When you are injured on the job, the first thing you want to do is use your, fab your fabulous major medical, you want to go to your personal doctor, you want to get treated, and you want to go back to work. There's only one little problem with that. Section 71 of the civil service law says, what after one year if you're not in your job title? What happens? You fire. It de de depends on what, what the, um, if it's an assault or it's a um, work-related injury. Absolutely correct, yeah. my well-educated friend. <laughs> so what happens is you are terminated. Now, what happens to your medical benefits? They go away also, right? They stop. 
Exactly. Your medical benefits do not belong to you. They belong to your employer. Mm. Workers' compensation stays with you for life. Mm. Now, let me ask you something, right? Yes, sir. See what you, you see what you just said about your, your, your medical benefits belong to your employer? Correct. Would you say back when the union had the health benefit tr- our health benefit trust that our medical benefits belong to us? That's an excellent question, but out of out of my scope as far as with comp, I understand what you're saying. Right. Um, but as far as related to compensation, it's totally separate. And, and let me explain how. Major medical is strictly for your personal injuries. No fault is for your auto accidents. Workers' compensation, which is a requirement by law for an employer to have that that insurance so it's separate entities so uh, again because it's it's separate from compensation yeah you know i i i'm 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 unable to yeah. even answer answer that just as, it's just because it's not related to comp you understand okay no problem you yeah, understand mm-hmm. and and that, so basically um when it comes the uh, mta correct transit authority they have to they have to have workers' compensation insurance. So is that where the money comes from for a member when they apply for workers' comp? Correct. Because, again, just it's like, in, it's like the insurance arena. So um, it's strictly when you're injured on, your, on the job. So it's nothing that you have to sign up for. There's no out-of-pocket costs. So this is nothing that is coming out of the member's pocket at all. Or the union's pocket, because again, this is insurance that's provided by your employer. However, the benefits are lifetime. So that makes sense as to why um, the MTA try to keep injuries on duty down, because it comes directly out of their money that they have to provide. Well, because they're self-insured. Yeah. Yes, that it that is directly it directly affects their bottom line. Uh, so that's why they try to. Or we gonna move you to the street when you injured. Don't say you was injured here. Exactly. And make sure that you good and baby you. Let me ask you a question. Um, as far as uh, I hear that when a person is injured, they only could claim a body part for a certain amount of time, or be out for a certain amount of time. There's different. There's different. There are different layers, and when I say layers, meaning uh, as far as that is a mis a misunderstanding, because. If you're injured, the transit authority cannot dictate what body part was injured. What they can dictate is denials. And that, that's an issue, whether your case is controverted, meaning there's legal issues, the, that they're, they don't believe that it happened on the job. Then that's where your documentation and your follow through and your paperwork comes to support your case. If you do not have documentation. I'm just going to backtrack to right before your question. If you do not have any documentation that an injury happened, meaning written documentation, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So when there's, there's certain per- parameters with workers' compensation that you must fall within. And when I say that, transit says absolutely positively you must report it within 24 hours. Because if you do not report it within 24 hours, what do you lose? What, what, what contractual benefit do you lose? Differential. Bingo. So that's transit's rules. 
if you do not report it within 24 hours, you're, you have a late report, and then you, you do not receive differential. Okay. So, 20, 24 hours, transit says you have to report. The law says you have 30 days to report an injury. And what, when, I, when I say when I back, want to backtrack to when you say your injury, my best um, presentation when I'm doing, um, when I'm speaking, um, when, you, when you're injured and you don't report it, you're losing your benefit. Because, again, backtracking, you always want to just use your major medical, go to your doctor, but the thing is, you are of no use to your employer injured. It's no benefit. Okay. So back to your, situ- back to your statement where you were like, wh- what are they doing with the IODs? What are they denying? Is there a certain body part? That's where the denials come in. That's where the, um, the, uh, when you're controverting a claim, all that comes in, like you said, there are certain departments where they will give side work so that you don't report it. Okay. And that may seem good at the time if you're in with particular members, but what happens when you cannot work? You cannot provide for your family, and then what happens? So if you can't even make it into the, the depot or the yard or the, you know, so if you cannot make it into your, your job, what are you supposed to do then? But you used your major medical and you're caught between a rock and a hard place because you only have 30 days to report that injury. But what happens when you can't work? That's what I want to know. What happens? If you file, you then protect your benefit of workers' compensation for two years. Mm. So 24 to protect your contractual benefit of differential. 30 days, the law says... You must report it. And I always say, if you don't get it in writing, you don't want anybody six months down the line giving you the official legal answer, I do not recall. So (laughs) I always tell everybody, get it in writing. And that means IOD, the package, and you're reporting it. Reporting it does not mean that you stop work. Reporting it does not mean that you're out on comp. Reporting it just means that you're protecting your rights and benefits for two years. Wow. So let me ask you, um, let's just say that a worker gets hurt and unfortunately they don't have no sick time or no extra time and they need to be out. Now, the MTA doesn't pay them. or they, I, I don't know exactly how it works, but how does working compensation help them with their money or their finances till then? What happens is what you're talking about is if they don't have any time, they, they unfortunately cannot use what's called a waiver and election. The waiver and election pays you for 20 days until your comp kicks in. Okay. So the waiver and election pays you for 20 days. However, um, I always tell people when they don't sign the waiver and election, you must be independently wealthy <laughs> because... <laughs> Um, again, that's a, a benefit. Why wouldn't you use that benefit? The, the benefit of using workers' compensation is that, one, you will get that time back in your bank once you return to work. That's the one benefit. Second, the, the, that allows you to have your pay until your, your comp kicks in. And when I say kicks in, there, there is an understanding that they will 
in, they will voluntarily pay you when you're injured on the job. So you're asking about for those who don't have time and do not have that. There is the waiting period where they have to wait for the comp to kick in because it's a process. And how long does it usually take for the comp to kick in? It can take anywhere between 30 to 45 days. And then that all depends on the workers' compensation claims analysts that decide they're going to put your paperwork through or they're going to let it sit on the desk. Oh, wow. So let me ask you, recently um, we have been talking about no work available. Oh, that's another thing that we, we expose. <laughs> no, no work available. And, you know, the, the, the person, uh, personal doctor declared them and the MTA doctor declared them for restricted work. But the TA would be like, I don't have no work for you. And they would send them home with no pay or whatever the case is. Now, let's just say they just happen to have a workers' comp case. Should they just go out on comp? When you say a, a case. Or, or a claim. Like a they, claim. They, they was out. They was out, but they could come back to work. Right. They but, were cleared. Yeah. Now, now, that is a trick that is used by the independent, excuse me, alleged independent medical examiners. Um, an independent medical examiner is the one who makes the ter- determination whether they are clearing you back for work or not. And that, unfortunately, is where people get caught in that gap. Again, and when you say the personal doctor, their comp doctor will clear them for work. And like you said, the IME will only send them back with with uh, restrictions. And again, if you can tell me, and, and I was just corrected in a workshop that I just did, that there are job titles that have restricted work, but for most of those who see, are seen in our office, there are no restricted job titles. Yeah. So they, they are stuck between that, that gap. And there's, there's, there's a few ways of remedy, but you're saying, is it okay for them to go back out on comp? No, you do not want to, you, if you're cleared, you're cleared. So there, there's other remedies. There are, there are third-party um, benefits that you may be el- eligible for. Transamerica, Trustmark, some type of disability insurance that will cover you until, but the main thing is that you get the IME to clear you from okay. work unless you're, you're unable to work. The remedy is, of course, a, a court hearing by, you know, the workers' comp board, and then, you know, you'll get that back pay. But the thing is that that is one of the issues that we are always dealing with is the IME putting you back to restricted work when there's no work available. Exactly. Now, the question I have is, um, being that this is the insurance arena, then that means that there's an underwriting process. And what... Um, what do they go by when they underwrite the different cases as far as when people make claims? As far, because it takes time because every case is different. So some people's cases may fall through for them in 45 days. Some people, it takes a year. I hear people talk about how they have workers' comp hearings that they have to, um, they do it over the phone or they do it in person sometimes. So I just want, um, I want to know, and I'm sure the members would like to know, what is a part of the underwriting process and what do they do? You're, you're, when you're referring to um, hearings and depositions, 
um, and you're seen between a screen. You don't see a, a, a judge anymore. You're, you're, you're basically Skyping with the judge. Is that what you're referring to? Because that is what happens, you know, during hearings. You know, you're not in front of a judge anymore. So, you know, depending on your location, you're not in front of a judge. You're in front of a screen. Okay. And that could happen in the Newburgh um, district office or, you know, further upstate. Um, but um, as far as underwriting, um, it's when you're when you're saying underwriting help help me understand when are you referring to a claims analyst that has to determine whether you have an injury or not or controverting the claim um just help me with okay your like question. You, in life insurance right mm-hmm. you have when a person applies for life insurance outside of a group you have what you call underwriters there's an organization that underwrites uh the claims or underwrites application to see if you qualify. Okay. So, uh, and I think you understand what I'm trying to say. So, basically, that's what I want to know. Like, in, in workers' comp, being that that's in the arena of insurance, is there an underwriter or is there a team of underwriters that go through every case with a fine tooth comb to see if, if the there's any foul legit. play? Yeah. The, yeah. Those are, that they are part of your transits workers compensation claims examiners if you um if you look at an iod package there is a list of every claims examiner for different when i say different departments like mapsto is a department and then um there is ta department there is inactive um and retire um not retiree um there's uh, if you look on the list and each claims examiner is responsible for each member by a letter of the last name. So these claims examiners are the ones who are initially assessing whether uh, the claim is legitimate or not legitimate. And then that's where the process of your documentation comes to determine. Now, underwriting, the only underwriter that I, to my knowledge, is Corval, and Corval is the um, the group that decides whether you get your medication or not, or your surgery or not. And um, I'm not well versed enough to know Corval's um, pr- processes and procedures. All right, mm-hmm. let me ask you a question about um, overlooked occupational injuries, especially in transit, like hearing loss, you know, heart attacks due to stress, hand injuries, you know, dealing with the controller or driving or whatever it may be. Now, like, for example, tomorrow I have to go to the MAC. And let's just say my hearing got worse or I'm not clear because of my hearing, but my hearing was good the year before. So to me, that's an occupational injury. Can I go out on workers' comp for that? You can file a claim. Now, let me explain with occupational disease. Harder to prove. However, with transit, when you first came into transit, you, you did a baseline. Yeah. So the baseline hearing will be compared to an audiology exam that we send you for, and then you can then file the claim for occupational disease. So when you're filling out the IOD, unlike they will insist to the end, you need a date of accident. However, in the date of accident um, box, you put OD, occupational disease. And then that's when we start the uh, treatment for um now you're an rto Mm -hmm. we tell everybody unless you are ready to be placed out of service wait until you are in your what is the gap time between your retirement and your um and your 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 final day 
there's a time where you know you have your time or terminal leave your terminal leave so um unless you are um about to I, we call them retirement evaluations and we ask you to do the retirement evaluation during your terminal leave as opposed to when you're out unless there is a significant loss and in like they're putting you out of service or you you're experiencing this this loss then you need to come in and get an evaluation and then you start treatment because when you when you are experiencing hearing a loss you have to be removed from the environment yeah and then so now let's just say that that is the case and the person can't hear enough to work their job and the ta could possibly get rid of them is it possible that the member could sue transit you can you for occupational disease or under workers' compensation, you're un, you are unable to sue your employer um, unless it is absolute gross negligence. In the case where there's a hearing loss, you would then file the claim for occupational disease, and then you would follow the process for treatment. So, um, and there there is um, awards and there is um, compensation for your hearing loss. Okay, is can a person live off of these awards? Um, along with the process of Social Security disability oh, oh, oh. and then pension, um, y- y- you you can that that all depends. Now, <laughs> basically, do, do, that's what I hear about because I have because I have buddies who are retired who who got hurt on the job, so they get three checks. So basically, that's how it is when you you know go out on workers' comp like that. They get three paychecks. They get the comp. They get the um, social security disability, and they and then they get their pension. Yeah. Now, is the does the comp go up with the cost of living, or is it just fixed? It is fixed. Prior to two thousand and seven, it was only four hundred dollars for the rest of your life. Mm. During the two thousand and seven reform of workers' compensation, um, I believe the weekly is now up to eight eight. Oh my God! I do. I'm so sorry. I don't have that uh, yeah. figure off the top of my head. I know it was 808, but it just went up again um, in July. So it's 840, 850. It's, some, it's something to that nature. So uh, as a matter of fact, I just had a conversation with an attorney saying, okay, is there going to be a cap on, um, is there going to be a cap on this, this comp? Is it going to keep going up? Because if you look at unemployment, that's still 405. But comp is now keep going up based on your uh, cost of living. And every, every July 1st, there's an increase. And this is all the way increased from 2007, starting at 400, and is now up to eight and change per week. Oh, that's good. If it's fixed, they'll be messed up. Oh, yeah. So you mentioned something about um, gross negligence. What would you consider? What does uh, death or amputation? That's crazy. That's crazy. So we not allowed to sue TA under any circumstance? No. Not um, at all. Well, they tell you that, but just like she said, under gross under the gross negligence pretense that it can you you can basically do it. Yeah, but what if my thing is this cuz she said an ant like basically death or ampu- amputated. What if there's a derailment? That's that's cause of a, another department. Somebody wasn't doing their job, and the conductor, or train operator, get injured as a result of this derailment, and they can't work. Serious back injury. Can they sue TA? 
that's that's a legal question oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that's a it's an excellent legal question but yeah out out of my scope something like that i I don't i i I wouldn't think that you could sue ta in a situation like that because it you know in doing the job you know what the job is going to entail so basically it's one of those things where when you sign up for the service, the armed services, that's like if you get shot overseas or get injured, now you want to sue the government. I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't buy that because they should make us wear. Um, uh, remember, they don't advise us to sit down, conduct this. Right. And if they thought that trains would derail and it's a regular thing, they have us in seatbelts. At least the train operator. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so it's probably a gray area there. It's a gray area. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, I guess I'm just giving my personal educated opinion. I don't think that in a situation like that, yeah. you, would, you, know, you would be able to sue the comp. You know, you would be able to sue. Yeah. Because there are bus drivers, you know, and I know a couple personally that, you know, if you get into an accident out there and let's say like a truck or a car hit the bus real hard and knock you out the seat. I mean, how can you sue transit for something like that when they didn't knock you out the seat? It's the person driving the other vehicle that knocked you out the seat. You know, that's just like a uh, matter of fact, um, the case with the bus operator on 14th Street now, William Pena. Yeah. You know, his family is, is, is battling in court. They're battling against the guy who was driving the box truck and the, whatever company he was driving for, the guy who was drunk. Yeah. That's who they're trying to sue to get money from and, you know, th- their legal battle. Their legal battle is not against transit. Yeah. You know? So, um how is the uh the weekly cash benefit determined when the person is is injured or how's the money determined or how much money they may get from workers comp uh three quarters of of your your pay um now in the case of um transit if you are unfortunately assaulted then you are you are to get your full run pay on top of what the weekly wage is So, in other words, you'll make more money out than working. I no, there there's definitely checks and balances that you cannot make more money while you're out on comp than you would injured. Well, if you have supplemental insurance, you'll end up making more. Correct. Yeah, because I hear a lot of people say they make more money out sometimes when they hurt than then that's that's the game that's the game yeah Yeah. sad to say yeah but it ain't ain't sad to say it's good to say (laughs) but as i said there are checks and balances that that prevent that from happening so only assaults you get your full run pay uh correct but i would i would have to check contract so but no yeah 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 Uh, so uh, when you get when you get assaulted you get uh you know your full run pay in map store it used to be four years oh yeah yeah (laughs) So now it's, it's two years. Now it's two years for everybody. Yes, correct. Now, as far as the um the treatment, are medications and everything covered under workers' comp? Yes, they are. Uh, when when you're when you're on comp, again, there are no out of pocket costs whatsoever. So that means your doctor, your lawyer, your medication. Um, I tell everybody when you use your major medical, you have out of pocket costs. That could be for treatment, ER for um, medications, just as you stated. Everything is no cost to the member when you're injured on the job, including travel reimbursement. So you get paid to go back and forth to the doctor because it's not your fault that you were injured on the job. Wow. Now, um, when you do, now 
you using workers comp you getting paid let's say you do file a lawsuit outside of transit a regular worker use work workers comp and they sue whoever do they have to pay back that workers compensation money once they sue what what you're 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 dwelling into the legal and from just again my my over my experience yeah. what what happens is when you're talking about paying back when you're you're out on on comp and you're given an award what you're you're what you're given is your your weekly it's wage replacement that's the that's the first benefit okay wage replacement so any loss of work you're getting that back what happens is when you get an award what when you're awarded after you've won your your case you everyone talks about i have to pay back what transit paid me yeah so that's what's paid back while you were out of work transit is paid back what uh they gave you okay how long you been doing this 10 years wow <laughs> you, you you speak with so much confidence thank you about you know and it's like real a lot of swag up here like <laughs> oh yeah that's, that's great of course you, you know, know it's good to have people up here who's knowledgeable what they talking about well, listen, that's what progressive action is all about. We're not going to, you know, we're not slouches here. And we're, and we're only going to bring people to the table and bring people to the mic who, who, who know what they're talking about, you know. I appreciate that. Thank you. How was the you doctor you work for? Dr. Um, Dr. Hearns is a, pro, a profound, he's a genius, uh, you know. And when I say he's a genius, um, it's because... He's, he's, he's a doctor without the God complex that really is here to help the membership. He is about education. Um, he is about helping the family. It is all about customer service, and it's about servicing. Um, Central Medical Services, we work on centralizing medical services, and I know that it may sound crazy, but what happens is when you're injured on the job, one of the problems is you're, you're sent all over the place. You're sent here for your testing. You're sent here for your medication. You're sent here for the, this specialist. You're here for that. We incorporate everything so that we are one-stop shopping. Oh, that's good. So um, most of the time, the problem is medication. You always want to just take your fabulous ma major medical. You want to go to your wonderful doctor and you want to just. But the thing is, medicine is covered under comp. Yeah. So you're not you should not be using your medical benefits at all. I tell everybody, if you are injured on the job, go to the emergency room and do not use your your major medical. Because if 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 you do not pursue that claim. And then your major medical finds out that this was a workers' comp case. You'll be responsible for the bill if you're not if you don't file any when excuse me if you're if you don't report to your your employer within the 30 days. You are now responsible for that bill if they find out that it was comp. Wow! Wow! So basically, to summarize that, um, if a worker gets injured on the job, what should they do right away? Of course. Um, get the, you know, go to the hospital right away, right? We always say, seek medical attention first, period. 
the the reason why, because uh, unfortunately, God forbid, you have to be taken out by EMS, you know, or you know, taken by the ambulance. We always say seek medical attention first. Um, with transit, we have um, excuse me, with the members of TWU Local One Hundred, we have <clears throat> we have a, a relationship where if you are not seen the same day, you are seen within 20, 24 to 48 hours in our office. We have nine different locations and we have that relationship with you guys. So when any member, union rep, official calls me up, Lisa, I need you, no problem. Where, you know, where's your member? What body part is injured? What happened? And then I send them to our open offices. So it may be, I know we have, a, you know, uh, Brooklyn's every day. We're located at 111 Livingston. Um, we have 186 Jerolamon. We, uh, we're in the Bronx. We're in Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens. Um, three locations in Long Island, White Plains, and Newburgh. So if we're not near where you live, we're definitely near where you work. Yeah. Now, you know, even though you said the uh, TA got 24, I mean, we got 24 hours to report it to our employer. I even hear they frown upon frown upon if you don't report it right away Cor- correct and, um, and they'll try to deny you even if it's 10 hours later like they'll give you a hard time that is, that is correct i i can't even i can't even argue with you on that point so that's why i i always say just report it immediately um when when we're doing the presentation <clears throat> when we're doing the presentation to the new hires we just again i have to reiterate Reporting it does not mean that you stop work. Reporting it does not mean that you are out on comp. It just means that you're protecting your rights and your benefits. Yeah. Now, recently something happened in transit with these garbage bags in the station department. What was the whole situation with that? Um, As far as uh, CMSW's take on it, we we are treating those members who were, who are experienced symptoms who uh, unfortunately inhaled some of the toxins that were associated with that bag, um, with the bags that were in circulation. And as far as we, we, treated, we treated those members, and um, I believe that the, um, the bags, um, they were analyzed by the Department of Health and uh, they, we are just awaiting the, the results. But, wait, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Because there was toxins, but they don't know what toxins it was on, on the bag? Correct. What, what happens is you have to first analyze what the person's symptoms are. Mm-hmm. So you have to really determine what they're experiencing. Is it, is it an environmental issue? You know, or, or was it the actual bags? You don't know, so you have to make that determination, so it takes time. How many people actually got sick from the bags, you know? N- no, because not everybody came to our facility, so I don't, I, we can only determine who, you know, whoever But came. was it like a cause for alarm, like, why is everybody getting sick because of these bags? Um, as, as far as when, when we, we can only treat who, you know, came into our office, um, as far as what action was taken, Regarding um, regarding the bags, I know there was there was some action to try and 
uh, find out what what the toxins were were in the bags and what was making people sick. Okay. So I, I definitely know that that was definitely an action that was taken. Okay. So whatever comes back and they say, you know what, this toxin was doing it, that, that becomes an occupational disease. Correct. Okay. That's what I want to know. Like, how does that? How, how does that work? Yeah. Okay. So did they get rid of the bags? I do not have that information. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, when a member goes to the hospital right away after after or something happens to a member, right? Mm-hmm. What do um and, and they ask the member for the ins- for their insurance? You know, because doctors, of course, they always want to get paid. Always. That's what they think about. So, what does the member have? Yeah, she should know that, of course. <laughs> so, w- what do the members use to indicate that this is a workers' comp claim, a workers' comp case? I was injured on the job. Oh, that's all you have to say. That is all you have to say. Um. Our organization has prided ourselves in literally, we treat you with no numbers, bottom line. And that includes, um, you know, all of our comrades who, who work for um, all New York City agencies who, uh, and when, when we deal with, I, we call them the big three, transit, law department, state insurance fund. Data, the law department is the absolute worst in providing telefo- um, telephone numbers, providing workers' compensation numbers. We get your treatments, and we get your testing, and we get your medication without numbers because that's all within our network. Again, the purpose of ser- um, centralizing services. Okay. How does um, workers' compensation death claim works? Uh, that's a legal issue. I'm, a, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm straight medical. Straight medical. But <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm interested on how it works, like when a when a spouse or family member is injured on a, I mean, killed on a job. Does workers' compensation kick in for them? Yeah, that, oh, that's a good question. Or that's an there, excellent question. Or is it right? Or is there a payout? I mean, the only thing that we know that that we're given contractually when a member dies. On the in the line of duty, the death benefit, the death benefit, right, <laughs> right, right, right for yeah. the death contract, right. Yeah. It's um a hundred thousand dollars now, cause it's a it's a hundred thousand it's a hundred thousand dollars, right? I thought it was more than that. Well, it may be a little bit more than that. Well, whatever the number well, is, it's more than what most workers make a year, right? <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> but it's not. But it's not more than what a vice president of the international makes. Nah, basically you worth more dead than alive. Basically, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> My goodness. Thank you, Samuelson. Oh yeah. Exactly. <laughs> wow. So basically, you know, um, you know, because this is all a very um, complicated and grueling process, and I know for a lot of people, and of course. As a working person, you come back and forth every day. You don't want, you really don't want to go out on. Well, most responsible adults don't want to go out on comp. Amen. You know, because, <laughs> but there are some, again, there are some people who want to work the system and who are tired and say, "Listen, okay, I'm a, I'm a, you know, like they'll cook up something." Again, Dr. Hearns has prided himself on uh, being the one who says, "If it's there, it's there. If it's not." It's not. Um. <laughs> Dr. Hearns, he sounds like, is he hiring? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sounds like he paid good over there. Yeah. And it sounds like he has a great head on his shoulder, you know? Um, very good. Like I said, I've, I've worked for Dr. Hearns for 10 years now. Um, uh, with, with doing what I do, I, I love what I do. I love educating and telling people because, again, it's such a complex system that 
is so unnecessarily complicated. Um, we just try our best to help and educate as many as we can. And the more you know, the better you off, uh, the better you're off when you're injured on the job. Because again, everybody always wants to go to their regular physician, use their major medical. But again, we try to help the complex cases, like you said, uh, in your job title with RTO, you know, the 12 nines. Um, that's, that's such a, it's such a tragic workers comp dilemma because it wasn't your fault, but yet you're going through all these emotions of the tragedy of a train. It's just, it's a terrible thing. Same thing with the knockdown with the bus operators. Same thing. We, again, we're there to help psychologically because again, PTSD is compensatable. So we're, we're here to help. Now, something like that will stick with a person for life. Correct. You know, somebody jumping in front of your train. Correct. I don't understand why they put limits on, you know, the TA, like, you got this amount of time to come back. Because it's, it's almost like that's, that's on your conscience forever. You know what I'm saying? Some people experience 12 nines throughout their career. You know what I'm saying? Some people, two, three, 12 nines within the career. Some people don't get none. But look what happened with that guy, the train operator who ran because of the 12 nine when he went to get interviewed by the police. Yeah. Now, he's obviously gone through something. They, they arrested him at first. Wow. Um, again, when we're, we're there to help as far as when you have a 12 nine, we're definitely an agency, um, that will walk you through the whole process to make sure that you get every possible benefit. Um, you need to get the psychological, um, uh, the psychological services. And again, we take you from the time of injury all the way to return to work. And that's even if you're able to. Yeah. Where's Dr. Hearn's office at? Sure. Uh, we are located at Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens. Uh, so 111 Livingston in Brooklyn, 186 Jerolamon in Brooklyn, 2510 Westchester Avenue in the Bronx, uh, 118-35 on Queens Boulevard. Those are our major offices. We're located in White Plains on Main Street. We're located in Newburgh on Route 9. Uh, we're located in Garden City in Long Island, Deer Park, and also uh, Patchogue. Now, is the, like, the psychologist and, and all the other services up under Dr. Hearn's umbrella? Correct. And when we have, we have a network. So even though you may not be in our physical building, you're definitely in our network. So remember I said workers' compensation is medical, legal, and paperwork. We don't have to worry about your paperwork being all over the place because everything is centralized. See, that's good. Right. That's good. That's damn good. Your business ain't all over the place. Exactly. You ain't got to worry about people losing papers. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and any of that uh, yeah. other stuff. This workers' compensation stuff, like, see how we talk in two hours? And this is good because we could get this to the members after she speaks to them. Because they go forget about it as soon as, as soon as you leave, to be honest with you. Happens every time. <laughs> I, I get more trainees. I remember you. I was like, right, okay. <laughs> but the good thing is, 
I remembered to call you. <laughs> Don't remember what you said, but at least they remembered to call me. And yeah. that's, that's a blessing. Didn't we meet a, meet a workers' comp guy at the end of the shop steward class? Workers' comp attorney? Yeah, yeah. It was an attorney. That's right. From Gray and Grave. Yeah. <laughs> he, they, he, they, the union must be cutting him a check. She should oh, be here. Of course, of course. Matter of fact, that gray and gray, they're on the union website. They're one of the uh, sponsors. Affi- sponsors, yeah. <laughs> there you no, go. no, no. There Affili- you go. Affiliated so- site. So affiliated uh-huh. site, yes. Affi- affili- affiliated um, a site. Sponsors are on the top. Affiliated site's at the bottom. Affiliate, affiliate. Yeah, pull it up. So where's Dr. Hearns? Um, we're the first box okay. as a sponsor. Oh, okay. Oh, it should be the opposite way around. Why did I shouldn't be? Why y'all sponsoring the union? Uh, we sponsor all agencies. <laughs> when I say that, we sponsor all unions and agencies and societies. We sponsor membership. We go have to write all these people who sponsoring this union and say, take your money back till we find out where our $17.2 million is at. Basically, yeah. (laughs) No, I'm I'm serious. $17.2 million is is missing. I don't have a comment on that right now. I just know. I wish y'all could see your eyes right now. Let's get Dr. Hearns up here. Maybe he can help us out. Get somebody, you know. Somebody got to know what exactly. that money is. Maybe, maybe get Shaft up here to find <laughs> out, you know. <laughs> but anyway, I like that. <laughs> I like to ask, right? Um, yes. Can a member, when they get injured on on duty, can they use sick time until they get the until their workers' comp kicks in? That is correct. Um, as long as they have it on time on the books, and they they sign the waiver and election again, that's a benefit that they are they are entitled to contractually. Now, let's say if a member isn't in the right PPE. In other words, they slip and hurt their ankle, but they didn't have on the right work shoes. Does workers' comp cover that, even though they wasn't in the right prescribed PPE? That, um, um, as far as, there, that would be a, that there's a difference between a, a workplace injury and discipline, two different things. So whether they fight it or not, that, that's, that's, they ha- always have that, that option. It's unfortunate, but you also have the option to file a claim. So uh, again, whether it's your fault or not, and that's, that's where that gray area comes in. Okay. And it's an, excellent, it's an excellent point that you're bringing up because you're right. You know, they can blame you all you want but that doesn't negate your right to file a claim for comp so our answer is granted you will be dealing with the discipline issues and we do we do have several people who unfortunately are dealing with discipline while they're out on comp but what they do is the trick is to controvert their claim so they'll controvert their claim and then what they do is they starve you back to work (laughs) basically right because what Tramel's basically saying is um, members who come in with ACG boots on, basically. <laughs> okay, and that's not a. And is that a stiletto? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Shout, shout, okay. to, shout out to Lisa I'll, for the joke. Yeah, I was about to ask you. <laughs> do you know what a, ACG boots are? Definitely Nike. Excuse me. ACG boots are a brand or a 
or a model of Nike. A brand of Nike. What, a brand what, of Nike. The, I call them the correction officer boot. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand. They're, you know, they're very thick in the sole and they're very, you know, they're very, you know, they're very popular amongst a lot, you know, amongst people. So Are they transident shoes? No. No, they're not. Okay. Of course not. <laughs> but but, but, but did, no. you, did you see the shoes that the governor had on on the tracks? Um, no, I didn't have the opportunity. <laughs> Those probably the new, the governor specials. The governor specials, exactly. The penny loafers. Word up. So basically, that's what Trebell's saying. A lot of members like to wear ACG boots to work. You know, bus operators and conductors, train operators, do whatever you want. Sh- do y'all have a shoe that y'all can wear anything y'all want? No. We have a matter of fact, these are the... One of the um these pair of shoes I have on right now is one of the bus operator issue shoes. Look like the governor special. Look like the governor specials, yeah. <laughs> but see, they're for bus operators, so you don't need nothing too crazy. And then they have this orthopedic looking shoe for bus operators that I can't stand. Oh, Lord. Okay, but a lot of but a, I'm I'm glad you said that about the shoes because that is compensatable. Because if you start to have problems with your feet, we do have, here goes shameless plug, we have podiatrists in our network. And if you are having a problem with the shoes, you should also come and file a claim and then you can get uh, corrective shoes that are compensatable because it's durable medical equipment. If it's considered a health problem, if you have issued shoes by transit and they are giving um, giving your feet problems. I so. need that. We may have to repeat that again. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> that, that, yeah, you gotta that, repeat that one that, because that has to that has to be repeated again because okay. so many, especially in RTO, the women. This is the problem. Mm-hmm. It's a unisex shoe. Transit fails to acknowledge that women feet and men feet are different. They are. I, I looked at. I seen all the research. People feet. It's all different type shapes and and all other things. So now you telling me that. If the shoe that transit issues you is messing up your feet, you could put in a workers' comp claim. That is correct. Now, all right, can a person be restricted for putting in this claim? No, no, they should not be. And then if there is some disciplinary um, uh, uh, reaction to that, then they should file a grievance. But... Again, I'm just giving you the the medical. No, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah this um, is the, this is the point that we need. Right, just the fact that uh, again, you're you're gonna deal with the discipline. That's all and part part of the unfortunate game of comp. But what we do is, we give you all the documentation, which is all the ammunition you need. Okay, now I need to I need to get a visual. Of this right <laughs> okay. So I put in my claim. Correct. Um, let's say the claim get approved. Okay. How does the money work after that? Money is only wage replacement. Oh, so if you don't lose no time, you don't have to pay anything back. Oh, okay. So, so what's the sense of putting in the claim if you're not losing no time, but the, it's messing up your feet? Because transit workers, the sad reality is that a lot of them live check to check. So you can't afford to be missing work under any circumstance. People come there limping and knees hurting, hips hurting, and just to make it work so they won't miss any time. You know what I'm saying? Then you taking time here and there. What transit don't realize is that not every um, calling out sick requires a doctor visit. Understand. And and you're referring, of course, to doctor's lines, which is why when you're out on comp, um, uh, that is primarily why they make you fill out FMLA simultaneously Mm. so that it runs uh, the same time that you're out on comp. Now, again, remember, 
filing a claim doesn't mean that you stop work. Yeah. Filing a claim does not mean that you're out on comp. Remember, you're protecting your rights and your benefits for your medical to be for life. So that means the reason why you said what's the benefit of so you file you file the claim on the shoes. God forbid your pinky toe gets amputated. Mm-hmm. Then guess what? You're now eligible for an award because you can't sue your employer. Uh-huh. And then you're, you can then get an award later for any problems that you may have down the line. So remember I told you about parameters? So you, you're 24 hours to report it, right, to protect your differential. 30 days legally to protect your rights to file for two years. Then after, within the two years, if you file a claim, you now have 18 years to reopen that claim. Wow. See, now I'm starting. See, I'm learning. I don't know nothing about workers' comp, but I'm seeing how this is working now. Right. And that's another, and that's another thing that we didn't know prior to progressive action. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 no, because what's, what's interesting is that you have made it clear that I can't sue my employer. Correct. But my employer puts money into this thing called workers' compensation. It's insurance. Which, which basically that I could get. That's where I get my money. I can't sue you, but I could get money from this buffer you put in between yourself. And, and, and you know, you got the employee over here, workers' comp, and then you got the, the employer himself. Right, because legally, legally, they, every, every employer has to have some type of, has to put into workers' compensation. Correct. Now, I'm glad you said that because there's always their team and there's your team. Mm-hmm. Now, on their team, of course, they are self-insured, so they, they, they are considered the insurance company. Yeah. Transit, I'm talking straight tan- there. So what happens is, remember I said, you are of no use to them injured on the job. So what they're going to do is they're going to get their doctor, and they're going to get your, their lawyers, and they're going to basically tell you there's nothing wrong with you. And I tell them God bless them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God bless you. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and what... what they are there to do is to put you back to work because you are of no use to them. So they have doctors and lawyers on their side. So why wouldn't you have doctors and lawyers on your side as well? Yeah. Now, let me ask you, let's say somebody put in a workers' comp claim for their shoes. They say their feet hurt, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Would the MTA send investigators to watch them to see what they're doing on their extracurricular time? You're always watched. Make no mistake about it. <laughs> While on workers' comp. We assume everyone is under um, surveillance. surveillance. Mm. Always. And you know the MTA. They ain't got nothing else better to do. No, that's right. <laughs> because they will send somebody to your house just because you called out sick. Amen. So you best, so you best believe out on workers' comp. They oh, you watch. playing basketball? Exactly. But your feet hurt? Exactly. You what dunking a, on people. Let me ask you, what about, for, what, if, what about if a person is out on an assault and they out enjoying themselves, um, extracurricular activities and things like that. The, Part of the, this is where, this is where the, the, I call it the F word comes in, fraud. So what happens is because we always assume everybody's under surveillance, if you are legitimately out on PTSD, um, you know, uh, any anybody catching your jump shot on Facebook, it's not a good look. So. Wow. But uh, but how they expect you to go to regular life? Like if I'm a condu- I'm a conductor. Let's say I get spit on. That's an assault. 
how I can't play basketball. I'm not injured. I'm mentally injured. I can't play basketball to get my mind off of this stuff. Legal issue. Assume everybody is under surveillance. I. <laughs> again, but but no. could, but could transit? I get spit on. Could transit say he was playing basketball in the park? He's committing fraud. That's a legal issue. Assume oh. everybody is under <laughs> surveillance. That's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. You're right. So with the, they might as well have stole me in a casket. Right. They expect you to basically live up under a rock. You know. Um, while you're on comp, you know, while you're on compensation. But from what I understand, I thought they, somebody told me this that transit, like somebody got a twelve nine. Transit was telling them go take a vacation, go get your mind off of what's what's going on. They didn't put that in writing, and they even didn't put that on record. Um, although transit may visit your house, correction officers can't even leave without a phone call telling them day to day from minute to minute where they're going, when they're out sick. The transit worked like it worked like that when you're on sick control. When you're on sick control, yeah, yeah, it works like that with us too. Understood. Yeah, you see, just I, educated I, me, but I, but I can understand um, correction officers having to call out. They got unlimited sick. Also, they got unlimited sick. Right, correction mm-hmm. officers and cops. Yeah, they got unlimited sick. Okay, let me let me explain. Police, fire, sanitation, and teachers fall on, do not fall under workers' compensation. What they fall under? Unlimited sick. Completely different system. Mm. Oh. Is it better? I don't know. I don't want to put Dr. Hearns out of business. Yeah, no, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh-uh. We, um, for police, fire, sanitation, teachers, we, we are, New York City, we are able to treat them once they start the SSD process. Because, again, because they are under that unlimited sick. Um, now, in county and, you know, state corrections, no, we in city corrections, they fall under workers' compensation, um, regular compensation. Um, go ahead. No, no, no. Because no, I was talking about the city correction offices. Right. Could, with them having unlimited sick. No, after one year uh, as well, same thing. After one year? Yeah, everybody loses your job. Oh, okay. But, yeah. the, but the, okay, but you said the cops, firefighters, and teachers, they, they have. Unlimited. Unlimited. So. Correct. Workers' compensation doesn't cover them. Correct. They now and again now we're we're talking county. County is different. I'm talking Westchester County, Suffolk. But that that's different. But as far as um, New York City firefighters, New York City police officers, New York City sanitation officers, um, sanitation workers, and New York City yeah teachers, police, fire, sanitation, and teachers. Do not fall under the workers' compensation system. Oh, okay. That's, that's wow. That's, that's interesting <laughs> to know. Yeah. Yeah. I, now I want to know if it's better. Yeah, unlimited sick because that means that they have you know they're able to use their sick time and get paid their time. Yeah, and they and they don't have to worry about uh, um, taking a certain amount of. Di- that's the problem that bothered me that we only get twelve. Right. I mean, I don't believe somebody should be sick more than twelve times a year personally but you know things happen in life exactly i don't think you should penalize for it because you it messes up your promotions you could be a mess up on the road hit signals all day and 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 doing all this um foolery but if you sick it hurts your promotions um are you talking sick due to injury or sick due to whatever whatever right, whatever yeah gotcha. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> whatever transit don't care you sick you sick Oh, I also say during my presentations, uh, you know, they really don't care 
when they sending you back to work, they don't care if you're on crutches or a ventilator. <laughs> they send they you just, back they just to work. You back. So what? So as far as um, educating the union reps, do they? Are they really interested in what you have to say? Like, do they call you and be like, hey, can you? Uh, I just completed a workshop um, a couple of weeks ago to stations department. Um, in January, um, I completed a, um, a workshop, a brief workshop to um, RTO uh, when uh, uh, Vice President Kia Fua brought me in. Yeah. And I spoke with the union reps and gave a brief presentation. Anybody that asks me to speak and come, I come. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You see what time it is. I tell everybody, yeah. you know, we um, for cor- the best the best way to describe what we have done as an organization is it does not matter what time where you're at. If you let me in the building, we'll come. I don't care if it's three, three hundred or three thousand. We're talking. Um, when we talk about our state corrections, um, that when I do a workshop for corrections, I do seven, I do three, and I do 11. So we're here, oh. you know. And again, I've been doing this for, you know, to oh. God be the glory, 10 years. I'm surprised Kia didn't tell you not to come up to the show. He's been telling people not to come up to the show. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to educate the membership. Exactly. <laughs> See, look, now, you heard what she said. We are here to educate, educate the, membership. the membership. That's what this show is about. Right. I don't, you know, they, you know, you would think that, um, I don't know, I don't know what they think is in the studio here waiting <laughs> for them, you know, or what progressive action is about. But basically, you would, you know, like I said, we're just the outcasts right now, you know. I don't like think said, no, no, we, we, they the outcasts. They the, yeah. I mean, you know, we do have a following <laughs> and we appreciate all of our, you know, we appreciate all of our listeners who listen live and who listen to our shows on SoundCloud and, and elsewhere, you know, but basically it's like, you know, we're just basically just treated like we just don't know nothing, you know, it, you know, everything we say is not facts. Everything we say is, you know, and we're, ba- you know, we basically ride Roger into the sunset basically yeah. to everybody, yeah, you we, know, we get, Roger blamed, Toussaint. We, we get blamed for, uh, Roger being our fathers and, and, and things. We don't even speak to Roger. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, they think that we speak to Roger every other day. Every other day. I haven't spoke to Roger. I can't even remember when. I, I can't even <coughs> remember neither, yeah. But you but, but 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 you let them tell it. Roger pays for this whole studio. Yeah. This is his in, studio. In fact, in fact, we might have called Roger a few weeks ago. He's still ain't back exactly to Exactly right. He's still ain't back to me. Right. <laughs> That's why I'm like, wow, what's that about, you know? See, but no, it's so crazy is that. We mentioned in the beginning of the show. Now, we talking about workers' comp injuries and, and assaults and all this other stuff. The union lied to the members, in particular the stations department, about them having an assault bill. There's no assault bill for them. So these workers who think that they're going to be covered by the, by the law now, and it's not untrue, that put them in a predicament all, all across the board. But they are at least they can rely on workers' compensation to cover the injuries. Yeah, well, that's what the article should have been about. Y'all covered under workers' comp until the, until the governor decided to take off his limo shoes right. <laughs> and stay off the tracks. And stay off the tracks and go, <laughs> and go sign that bill, right? <laughs> hey, Cuomo, where was your vest, your hat, your flashlight? Where was your PPE? Where's your tracks? Um, say your your, your track. Um, 
certified certificate. Is it in your wallet? Pendergrass, why didn't you put him out of service? Aren't you the boss? Yeah, right. <laughs> Nothing against you, Pendergrass, but we know Cuomo is your boss, okay? Because <laughs> he didn't want to be out of service. No, he didn't want to be out of service, exactly. <laughs> That's who really would have been out of service. Exactly. Because you see Cuomo, you see his face coming down that ladder, man, I'm going to, these tracks ain't nothing. No, you don't want to be out of service from a 300, um, a $300,000 plus position. Yeah, exactly. And then was mighty funny, they were standing in a no clearance zone. Yeah, the blood and bones, that's right. <laughs> the blood and bones, you learn that as soon as you get the transit. Well, as soon as you go down there, yeah. Yeah, RTL. blood and bones, you don't, you don't mess with that. You don't mess with that, no. And they were standing at Whitehall Station. Oh, that's where they were at? Yeah, they was at Whitehall. Oh, okay. No, and I noticed it was clean. Oh, yeah, because they probably made track and tile go through that with a fine-tooth yeah. comb. No, you want to know what's funny? See, a lot of people don't understand. The mayor... The governor, they don't see what's wrong because the red carpet is rolled out for them right. before they get there. So they seeing a clean subway. The 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 may the um governor has a detail. He has to tell people where he's going exactly. He can't just pop up places. He don't do that. Cause right. they gotta make sure security is right. Yo, the mayor is coming down here. All the phone calls is made. Make sure the station is, is straight. He's gonna come down here, get it clean. So when he seen when his red carpet is rolled out, he don't see nothing. If right. it, if it was if it was homeless there, they was gone. Right. And the irony that you mentioned, you know, you mentioned the mayor, the you know the stations right around him that are tow up and old and just decrepit. Chambers Street on the J train and the Bowery on the J train. Yeah. Right. But City Hall Station is very clean. Very clean. With with cameras everywhere. Right. So basically. Not even a mile's distance from City Hall. If you pop up and just go to those stations, what I'm saying is by surprise, you know, it's not gonna it's not gonna be clean like Whitehall Street. Yeah, but he don't take that. Yeah, basically, because Whitehall has been clean. Yeah, yeah, it, it was real. It was sparkling. Wow, man. Well, listen, that's just like when they have Earth Day. When they have Earth Day and they bring out and they have a bus on display, that bus is clean, it's top notch. They have the they have the silicone. That, that that's not even armor on the tires. That's silicone. That stuff is that stuff is is, is expensive, you know. Uh-huh. But that you know, but the, that's the cleanest bus they have out there for Earth Day, wow. you know. And, and, <laughs> and the same and the same thing for the parades and the events. They're gonna have the cleanest bus, you know, out there. Now all the buses aren't like that with the best um, maintenance record. Again, yeah. all the buses on out there aren't like that, yeah. you know. Now, what did you do before um, joining Dr. Hearns? Oh was you was you God. was you in transit? No, oh. I'm a TWU kid. Uh, my dad uh, drove bus out of Flatbush for 20 years. Okay. He was unfortunately assaulted. And um, being the fabulous tier one family, um, he retired okay. and um, uh, lived until he was 84. Uh, when he uh, passed away, Flatbush was in the house. Um, very strong showing of, uh, um, of uh, members who were there. And... Um, it was a blessing, but uh, my my experience, um, I I have uh, my bachelor's in political science. I worked for IBM, and then um, after IBM, I worked for General Motors in Terrytown. Oh wow! So I'm former UAW six sixty four. Look at that! Well, that's <laughs> right. So unions in her blood. <laughs> Let me ask you a question: How important is education? Um, to. I'm, I have been very, very extremely fortunate that um, I've had the ability 
and I thank God I've not paid for my education since I was a freshman at Morgan State. Oh, God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> so um, all of my education have, um, I, I walked out, now I have my master's in public administration. Um, I have not paid a dime for my education. So I, I Sh- thank Shout God. out to Dr. Hearns. <laughs> wait, wait, no, 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 no. This was before. <laughs> oh, before him? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm about to say, I'm going to see Dr. Hearns yeah, Monday. Exactly, well, right? I just took out a new loan for school. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, I am trying to get him to pay for my PhD. So. Oh, you're going to be a PhD? Yes, she, I, she I climbing. Am. But how important is education itself? Um, well, it must, it's very important, it sounds like, to her. I wouldn't be anywhere without my education. Um, as, as a matter of fact, ironically, my father almost refused to get me into transit. Just like, no, you finish, you finish school. Um, same thing when I was working uh, for GM while I was in school. You know, again, my mother was like, no, you're not staying, you know, at this plant while you're in school. You're going to get your education. And that's how I. Now, let me let me tell you something. See, these guys and I'm talking about Samuelson and them. One one of his one of his release people. Now, this is not even funny. They mad about this program. They call my school and try to get me expelled. I am so sorry to hear that. Um, again, because education has just been a major part of my life. And again, you know, you're always learning and, yeah. you know, and I, I consider uh, structured classroom education. Uh, we hear the street of, you know, the hard, the school of hard knocks. And I understand that, but I'm just a firm believer in um, yeah. education. Yeah, I, I believe that structured. too. And, and, I, and I found that out later in life, you know, the importance of education. Me, by me just you know going back to school and, and things like that because I feel in order for us to move forward as a union and as a people we have to have educated individuals in these some of these union places these union positions because they going against educated individuals as far as the people on the MTA board these people is highly educated not on no not even on bachelor level they like masters Juris doctorates and all types of craziness, PhDs going on up there. And I don't feel that, you know, one thing that school has taught me is how to think critically. And that's so important. It sounds so simple, but it's so important how school just helps you think critically. Understood. And think on your toes and, you know, be swift and, and things like that. And it's also a, a form of discipline. Yeah. Major, I was, I was thinking major discipline. Ma- major yeah. discipline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they, they don't understand, like, I do this show. I work full time. I'm in school full time. You know what I'm saying? So it takes a lot out of me. I got to do papers. I got to do homework. I got to get a certain amount of reading. And, and, and I still got to read about these contracts. I have to be at least knowledgeable enough to hold a decent conversation with somebody like yourself, you know, going over certain things. So, you know, it's it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. I'm trying to get my cuz back in just to take a class. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, you know what? Listen, I tell, I, I, I tell my cousin that. Education is something that I never ran from, you know, because even though I've been out of high school for a little over 20 years, and um, basically, even though I, I, I went to college for a year, but then I started working, and I've been on the clock somewhere ever since, almost 20, almost 20 years now. So what, but what I tell him is that the things that I've done since I've been out of school, I've held a life insurance license, I was studying for my securities license, I've been around, you know, I was in business uh, um, a decade ago. I was around millionaires who built businesses, you know. So basically what I'm saying is that 
I've always done things that kept the mind stimulated and always, you know, education expands the mind. Structured education. Structured education. So that's something that even though I haven't been in, I wasn't in a classroom, but I've still, and I've, and I've, and and through the union, I've taken college Hmm. classes. So that's what I mean when I say, and I, and I aced them. So that's what I mean when I say, even though I wasn't in school, school, but I've still done things to keep my mind, you know, to, you know, to keep my mind going. Absolutely. You know? yeah. yeah. So, but education is very important. And one day, I do hope to go back to school to get my um, my bachelor's. And, you know, I would, I would even like to reach for my doctorate one day. Amen. Why yeah. not? I mean, I you work could, for transit or so what? Reach for my doctorate. You because could, You could tell, see, she speaks with a certain level of confidence. Right. That, you know, is, is I hear it in, in the way you talk and, and you confident and you know your stuff. Thank you. You know your stuff. Thank you. It's refreshing. <laughs> Not saying that nobody else don't know their stuff that came up here because everybody gave great information. Oh, yeah. Harry but to me, to me, this is like the most technical information because you're a specialist in what you do. Thank you. Shout out to Dr. Herms again. Yeah, shout out to Dr. Herms. <laughs> and, and, sh- and shout out to Harry Wills for introducing me to you. Thank you. And basically, uh, you know, because he did say that you were a great person and, and, that, and that you know you know your craft and what it is that you do. Thank you. Yeah, so, you know, so definitely, I, you know, we thank Harry Wills for that, you know. And basically, um, you know, compensation is a very complex thing. So it's like hopefully members, you know, when they hear this show, and when they hear the things that you had to say so far, that basically they'll you know they'll take it with a grain of salt, salt, and absorb it, you know. Absolutely. Because it's um you know it's something you know getting hurt on the job or getting assaulted or anything like that happening could happen to any of us you know in transit. I mean it's big just the fact that you know because I hear everyday workers complain about their shoes, and the fact that you said that you could fill out a claim for that. Absolutely. I think that's, you know, that's great because Mm -hmm. we didn't, I didn't know that. Absolutely. Um, With our organization, we have um, customer service to us is paramount. So um, when I'm, when I give my presentations, I literally say, you need, we have 24 hour customer service. So what do I do on all of our information? My cell phone is there. 914-882-6774. And then I say, okay, if you don't want to talk to me, 2 o'clock in the morning, guess what? You can call Dr. Hearns, 917-405-6316. We want you to know that we are available for you. And I, I asked the question, I was like, how many of you have 24-hour access to your doctors? No, nobody. <laughs> no. I've had a couple people like, oh, I do. I'm like, okay, but what about when you're injured on the job? You have access? They're like... Uh, uh, you know, so again, you know, we're, we're here to help. We're here to educate and uh, definitely we, you said it, whether it's structured education or whether it's courses, it, whether it's experience, the more, you know, that that's the best way to, to, that's where, that's how we try to help. And again, educating workshops through teaching, and literally, I'll go anywhere and tell anybody what I know to help somebody else. Now, let me ask you, if let's just say, you know, I had a job prior to the job I'm working now and I filed the claim for a particular injury and I go to transit and I get the same, I re-aggravate that injury. Am I still 
um, covered under workers' comp? Correct. Because we, when, when you worked for the, the previous job, you filed a claim. As long as you file that claim, you have up to 18 years to reopen that claim. Oh, wow. Okay. So I tell everybody it doesn't matter if you move the state, move out of state. doesn't matter who you work for. The medical stays with you for life. For life or 18 years? For life. Oh, okay. Right. You, you can reopen the claim for 18 years because then you'll be eligible for a, an award within 18 years. And that's the award only applies if you miss work, actually. Extremities. No. Uh, when, you, when you miss work, that's wage, wage replacement. And then um, if you reached what's called maximum medical improvement, mm-hmm. then you're eligible for SSD pension and then you you take it to the next level if if you've reached maximum and you cannot return to work that's when you start the process of ssd and pension now can uh a workers comp claim stop you from getting future employment with other employers like let's just say like if i was the joint nypd would they check to see if i have any workers compensation claims out there it's not that they wouldn't check if you can't pass the physical in NYPD, that's what would be the hindrance, not necessarily a claim. So, because you could, because um, I had a claim on my last job, and they gave me X amount of dollars. It was, it, and it was a simple, um, a simple, uh, you know, fix. And I actually, I sued them too, and I won, and I worked for the Board of Education. Okay. And you know, it, it I was, I thought it would hurt me getting other jobs, but it obviously didn't hurt me with transit. And it was an extremity injury, too. And it was funny because when I went to the doctor, he was like, oh, you this percentage. So you got an award. Yeah, I got an award. Now, I always say there's a difference. There's an award that is similar to a a down payment on a car. And then there's an award where you could buy the whole car. (laughs) So so when you were given a percentage, that was a schedule. Excellent question. You were given a schedule loss of use. Yeah. And that means that you received an award. Yeah. So when you are, um, if it's not an extremity, such as a neck or a back, then uh, you can not, you will not be granted an award. That's when you're granted permanency. So that means that if you can go back to work in a different capacity, which is when your wonderful letters come out at three months, six months, nine months, 10 months, and then 11, you don't get any more <laughs> IMEs. Are you feeling me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you, you received an SLU and that's like you said, it's an extreme, it's an award that you, um, you receive if you've been injured on the job of an ex- extremity body part, you're eligible for an award. Now show does consider the extremity. Correct. Yeah. Cause I, you know, it was funny. And I, I wasn't thinking if somebody would have schooled me, I would have said more because the doctor was like, you sure your wrist ain't hurting? You sure your arm ain't hurting? I was like, nah, just my shoulder. Because if I would have said more was hurting, I would have got more money, obviously. Yeah. But that also complicates the case. Now, remember you said earlier, you was just like, oh, do they, you know, do they now, uh, <clears throat> do they now not yeah, when you said do they now deny because you have multiple body parts, mm-hmm. what happened is, you can say what hurts, but guess what? Now you got to prove it. But how, do, how does the doctor say? MRIs. No, I know okay. that. <laughs> but, but, but how do he say you, he was like, this, this showed, if I'm not mistaken, 5%, 10%. It's called a range of motion. Oh, okay. And then what happens is it determines 
um, what a normal range of motion should be for that particular body part. Okay. So there's testing. There's okay. functional capacity evaluations, FCEs. We also do those evaluations. Um, fit for work. Um, you know, so there's, there's tests. And, and that's been the controversy with workers' comp because the IME will sit up there and do a five, three to five-minute exam and then come with a 20-page report. <laughs> That's crazy. Transit. Tra exactly. Transit's doctor. He go, everybody. Oh, yeah. Everybody. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. yeah, so. Now, I have a question right now because sure. somebody, a member just texted me. Beautiful. They, um, a train operator, he texted me. He just said he just had a 12-9. Okay. And he got treated at 111 Livingston Street. Yes, sir. Um, but he said he has an issue getting his Transamerica paperwork filled out. Um, tell um uh, if you can text that person back, okay. tell him to call me on my cell phone. I will make sure that that gets done tomorrow and faxed out to Transamerica from my office. Okay, so I'll text him your I'll text him your number and tell him to call you after the show is over. Oh, he can call me. I told you two o'clock in the morning. He go. I, I got a long ride back to White Plains. It's not a problem. He can call and, me. And she, and she don't she don't look sleepy either. No, she no. don't look sleepy. No, not at no, all. No. Okay. All right. So that's what I'll do. I'll text you your number. Right, right and, now. and and I would like to clar clarify when it when it comes to Transamerica, we realize that's your lifeline. We we got it. But what happens is. When we are trying to treat new members, we have to take a priority of treating a member as opposed to filling out paperwork. Yeah. So, I mean, unfortunately, when he says problem, he probably um, was told three days. And again, if, if, if it, we tell everybody, just tell us the issue and then we'll help you. So, again, we're here to help, not to hinder. We do realize the the importance of transamerica trustmark whatever outside disability paperwork you have need to fill out in order to pay your bills and to take care of your family we're going to take care of it so please you know contact me directly and those are the nuances that's why i i pride myself on being the union liaison because i deal with many unions and i'm the liaison between the doctors the lawyers the case analysts I've had several, I've called several um, analysts on the, the transit side, and they're like, well, who the hell are you? I'm like, I'm calling from the doctor's office. They're like, well, wait a minute, why are you concerned whether they're getting a paycheck or not? I said, because if they have to go home and tell their wife or their spouse that, you know, they can't pay the bills because you didn't get something or you, you know, you, did, you weren't in the mood to send out their check, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> that causes stress on top of stress. No, we don't. We don't do that. So I've gotten the who the hell are you? I've gotten kicked out of. Um, I've gotten kicked. No, off they of, didn't kick you out of nowhere. They've kicked me off of locations because they've heard me educating the members, and they were like, "Get the workers' comp, work. Get the workers' comp chick out of here." So that's what I was about to ask you. I don't understand why. Um, as, uh, workers comp people don't come to like the major terminals like Stillwell all the time. We get kicked off a like location. The management kick y'all out. Absolutely. That so that's why it is easier for me to teach at the union hall or division meetings and section meetings that have happened off off of premises off of MTA property. Now um, prior to um, I, I've now been teaching um, at the union hall maybe a year and a half now. Um, but 
uh, we had just given permission to go onto the Zariga property and mm -hmm. teach the new hires. But now they're moving the Zariga pro um, new members to the Union Hall, so I don't have to run back up to the oh, Bronx, okay. which is fine because that's yeah. right around the corner from um, from my office. But again, we welcome the opportunity to teach and educate as many as we can, whether they they hear me after I leave or not. It's still some type of education that's getting through them. What is it? You can take them to the water. You just can't make them drink. drink. Right. But at least, like I said, they may not remember everything that I say, but they do hear customer service. They hear 24 hours. They hear report it, report it, report it. See, this is, this is, <clears throat> this is the problem I have with the union not moving into the 21st century. We got this beautiful recording going on right now. So we could, this, we could put it out all over the internet get a whole bunch of thousands of listeners and because and, there's people listening live right now when we put it on SoundCloud and Apple iTunes they go listen again and and the the information would never go anywhere so even when you go to union meetings you can always refer to them look y'all should listen to the show because it's gonna be stuff in here that I'm gonna forget about I mean they go forget about and they can always refer back to the show to get all the pertinent information of of what we talked about Un understood and, and being here go the vice president of marketing and business development yeah i got it <laughs> I oh yeah you know all about marketing you can't beat that it, exactly oh yeah <laughs> it's a beautiful thing man because i'm gonna listen back to this show oh yeah i listen to the playback all the time i'm gonna listen back to the show and 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 educate myself even more because it's like i'm here but then i gotta wait till i get home and then i'm not here you know what i'm saying well, it, it, I know what you're saying. It's like I'm the stuck in the matrix. Like I'm getting <laughs> exactly. I'm getting. <laughs> I'm getting all this information, and it's like I, it's hard for me to absorb it sometimes. Right, because you know we're the hosts here, so we have to do things accordingly. You know, as hosts, and then so we so as far as absorbing information that you know not just you, all of our guests have come on there and give us information that we didn't know. You know, basically, uh, that's what the playback is all about. Because yeah, I, you know? I didn't know anything when I started the show in February. I didn't know anything. You know what I'm saying? So. I mean, the only thing I knew about workers' comp is, you know, with my buddy, uh, you know, who's a good friend of mine who's retired. His name is Pedro Sanchez. But he's, you know, um, he taught me a lot about um, workers' comp because, you know, he went through the process and everything. So he was able to, you know, um, educate me and, you know, and he also educates other people and helps them out with their cases because, unfortunately, like you, um, a lot of the union reps, they don't know the process. All they know is, you know, again, I can only speak for the depots, you know, bus depots. They just know the red book, giving members days off, doing a list, doing barely doing hearings. So that's, you know, that's all they know. They don't understand, okay, when a member goes out on compensation, when a member gets hurt, when a member gets assaulted, then all of that becomes a gray area, you know. Understood. Yeah. And and like I said, that's why I make sure that um, we... we as an organization, we remain ready and available. And that's to the membership, and that's why we're here. And it's a beautiful thing. See how, you know, basically an, a, a page that the union and the reps could take from you and Dr. Hearns is, you said you guys are available to, um, at, at, two, at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. A member could call you and ask a question about workers' comp and get, and, and get their claim started. Okay, but we can't get, you know, but these union reps, it's like they, they think they're in corporate America 
And at five at five PM, that's it. They shut down. They go to the bar. They have drinks. They go on vacation. They do. You know, there's a whole lot of stuff that they do. But meanwhile, this is a twenty four hour system, and their members are out on the road for twenty four hours. So why wouldn't they be? You know, if they know they're going to be in these elected positions, have yourself ready and available twenty four hours. Take that call just like you, you know, just like how you're doing at three o'clock in the morning. And I believe she would pick up the phone. Yeah, I believe so. I believe that. Well, at Central Medical Services of West Rock, we, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> she going with that voice again. Oh yeah, definitely. But that's what marketing teaches you. Yeah, that voice. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. She, that's that's what she probably do. Pick up like a um uh, answer machine. Uh-huh. <laughs> probably that's how she do it. Pick up like an answer machine. Person hang up. Yeah. I called you. I picked up the phone. You didn't know that was me. <laughs> no. I. You know how I answer the phone? This is Lisa. That's that's how I answer the phone. Say this it. Say it again so they can know. This is Lisa. Nine one four eight eight two six seven seven four. Um. You can also see us on our website. It's www.c M-S-W-P-C dot net. Okay. See? See? Exactly. This is real, <laughs> this is real service. Exactly. <laughs> you know, when I was in business, right, I, um, they taught us all of that stuff. We went away to um, what you call, like, um, not leadership schools. I forgot what it was called. But anyway, they used to send us away to learn how to talk and act and be salespeople and have that sales pitch. And basically, so basically, it's like I don't know what it was. I didn't have that voice or that charisma or whatever to be a salesperson to sell the stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's something that has to. I believe it has something that has to come natural to people, and 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 you have that natural ability. You know, it's, 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 it Thank sounds you. like it sounds like you're a natural at that. You Thank know? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But I've also been doing this 10 years, so I, I have a little bit of experience to back me up. That, that don't mean nothing. <laughs> you got some union reps down here. <laughs> you, you, matter of fact, you got some of us employees down here 20 years and don't know what's in the contract. I have no comment. I just know of <laughs> workers' compensation and in the contract, it is on page 66 and 67 and 68. I'm just saying. Uh, she's showing <laughs> off now. <laughs> showing off, exactly. You know, because just like Travell said, you got members. They know uh, LeBron James' contract better than they know their own contract. Yeah. You know, LeBron and uh, and, and, and uh, Dwayne Wade and all them Kobe guys. Bryant, you know? yeah. Kobe, yeah. They and Kobe's t- retired, yeah. Yeah, they'll tell you what his contract is, but don't know what's going on in it. Contract. In their own contract, mm-hmm. you know, they think pension demands could be set; it could be done at the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Union reps think that that pension demands could be negotiated during contract time. Wow. Oh boy, this you is know, this this is crazy. This is crazy. I'm like, I like this show. I can't wait to listen to the playback. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we have, you know, we're really. If everybody could see it, we're really having a good time in the studio. It's not tense. You know, we're laughing, we're joking. You know, but you know that's the way it should. That's the way it's supposed to be, right? Yeah, and it, it, more importantly, it, it's informational. And you know, these shows is is long, two hours. But you watch Love and Hip Hop over and over and over again, and, and what information do you get from that show? Right. And then what else they people watch? They watch uh, Lauren Lake's Paternity Court and the court shows and <laughs> and, and Bill uh, Bill Cunningham and, 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 and yeah Power. I mean I watch Power, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill Cunningham and uh, Steve Wilkos. Y'all watch all these shows DVR it, okay? But y'all can't listen to the podcast. It's going to give y'all information. That's they that's they problem. 
Exactly. Let's stay with we, 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 like you said, Lisa, <laughs> you could take them to the water, but. <laughs> Can't make them drink. Can't make them drink. <laughs> Um, again, like I said, just as an organization, we're here to help um, and we're here to educate. So um, anyone that has any group that needs me to uh, do a formalized workshop, um, anyone who needs me to come, I tell everybody, you give me seven minutes, I'll give you the workers comp world. So you talk about your elevator pitch. Um, again, I don't do th- I do that for brevity. I, I do that to make sure that you at least know what your rights and your benefits are because some people don't even know. And again, the, 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 the pitfall of, of comp is they starve you back to work. I, 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 there's no way to sugar sh- sugarcoat that because again, they force you to go back to work where you have no choice. But the thing is, if you're injured, like you said, people who work through pain, they're working through the 12 nines. You know, there's, there's several you know, nuances when they're injured on the job that, you know, again, they're forced to go back to work. And if they're really unable to, we're here to help. Do y'all give referrals? As far as referring? Like if I refer somebody who a claim to y'all? Uh, yes. Do, do Our, I get, would, would that person get compensated? When you... Like if yeah. I send y'all business, okay. okay. Let's say if Jamel's injured and he don't know where to go, and I'm like, oh yeah, go check Dr. Hearns. Yes, we yeah, that are all of our referrals are word of mouth. They are they are all they're all word of mouth. Um, you know, aside from the marketing, when I'm doing a presentation, that that's that's my way of re- referring, get, trying to get referrals, um, because again, this is a no cash exchange system let me be clear again y'all not paying me a dime to be up here at two o'clock in the morning (laughs) you know what i'm saying right when i go to the you know to the union hall and teach the new members i don't get paid i am i am i am employed by central medical services of west rock by dr hearns there's no exchange there's no money that that's not how it works and and it's, it's I, I can't remember, I can't remember an agency was just like, you know, how much does it, you know, cost for you to come and talk to our members? I say, nothing. Absolutely nothing. You tell me what time, where to be, and I'm there. And, and, and again, everybody just, like you said, you know, our referrals are all word of mouth. And we are only as good as what we can produce. So... The more people we help, the more people will talk about us and refer to our to our office. I would like for her. I would like to see Lisa speak at the mass membership meeting. It'd be perfect. We're there supporting. Um, we have a table. We have a table at the um, at the mass membership. But as far as speaking, um, I mean, I would I would be honored. However, we it's it, smaller off audiences will work better as far as attention and, and keeping yeah. everybody focused. Yeah. So again, if you know if if there's any department, anybody that wants me to do um, a workshop, I am available. Yeah. I would like for the union to get rid of the um, old business, new business and put some this as particular business, this next union meeting we go talk about workers comp. Workers comp expert is coming to talk about it. if you have any issues regarding blah 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 blah, come down. Now I, I have a I have a question. When you say old business, new business, um, are you referring? I mean, and is is that outside of what's Robert's rules of? 
Robert who? Ro- Ooh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Robert's rules of, of, um, of engagement of meetings and because when you say old business, new business, do, is it what format does that follow? That's what I want to know. Okay. No, I understand what you're saying and that's my problem is that it's old rhetoric. You know what I'm saying? Old business, new business. It's it's just that's all that's on the paper. I believe that, and I I I expressed this to the chair. I said I think that you need to put particular stuff down there instead. Of, you can have old business, new business, but say this week have an agenda for that week. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I understand. For for because uh, the union meetings is what once a month, right? Once a month. Yes. Once a month. So in that month time, a lot of things we have this show once a week. And a lot of information get passed in one week. They do the union meetings once a month. So they should have a particular thing out of that, out of every month that they should want to talk about along with old business, new business. It's just like, look, you want me to come waste my time and come have a meeting and I don't know what the meeting is about. And then when I do have the meeting with you and I ask questions or I get back to you about what, what, what the situation is. I think that when you put a direct thing on the table, it gives everybody time to educate themselves on a particular topic so we could get answers right then and there. And especially if we have somebody like you there also. Like I said, we're <clears throat> definitely available. I've I've done several division meetings. I've you know, I'm I've done section meetings and even for other unions, again, it's it's hard to do it on transit property. Yeah. Like I said, they do not want the um, the members educated on on transit property. They really don't. And again, that's management. Um, it's it's the union who tries to bring me in to educate, but unless it's on, at an outside location or at the union hall, um, uh, uh, again, I, I've gotten. Kicked. I, I, <laughs> I think she need to um go into Nick Bedell's office. <laughs> you need an office in the union hall. We, we, we need to push for that. Yeah, right. Because well, people need to hear people. Yo, it's crazy out there in the field. What is. they said, six, the average of six transit workers get injured a day. It's it's a lot. On and the job. Lot, yeah. yeah, it is. It is a lot. And we we do handle a, a lot of members. Um, we don't handle them all. But, um, you know. Again, we're 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 blessed with the amount of referrals that do come into our office, and um, again, we we do the best that we can to help the member and to educate the member. Because again, when you're injured, it's it's almost like all bets are off because you forget everything that you've learned, everything that you know, everything that you know is what is common sense to you is completely different when it's in the workers' comp world. Now, do you? From your educated and professional opinion, right, do you feel that um, some cases that you see in the workers' comp down there, you know, some some claims are um, from carelessness? Um, again, when it when it's carelessness, it, it went and and I'm glad you brought that up because it just to reiterate my point from before, workers' comp is is not the blame game it's you were injured so whether discipline stems from that injury doesn't negate your right and your benefit to receive the be- the, the the benefit of yeah. filing a claim so it, it 
even though you're you're talking about it could it could it here you go shit happens shit happens <laughs> so, <laughs> so but i but i do understand your point but again discipline is separate from workers comp so again that is up to i guess your claims analysts what we were talking about earlier whether they determine whether there's legal issues regarding your claim where they'll controvert it nah you know that it that wasn't comp um and I want to be very, very clear. I'm glad you just brought something to my attention. Commute is not covered. Well, commute to. Your commute to work oh. is not <laughs> covered by comp. Only going oh, to the doctor okay. and all that okay. other stuff. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. Because so your commute coming to work and your commute going home is not covered. So if you get, if you get hurt. On the train, going going home or coming to work, it's not covered. That Even if you're on the property. Now, let me explain. Yeah, can we? <laughs> you you have to be as close to your what I, what I call your 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 location. So, if you clock out, and you are you do you clock out in the subway? Yeah. Okay, you clock out in the subway and then you are at your station, you're covered. Yeah, yeah. What station? Your home station or your workstation? Your workstation. Okay. Right. You you need to be as close to your location of where you clocked out. So in your that, case, that, that's so in your case that would be still well. No, uh, no, I understand that. But can I can I give a better example? Yeah. Okay. Um had a member that clocked out of the depot, went to the parking lot, fell on black ice. TA parking lot. TA parking lot. Okay. Covered. All right. Now, the minute someone else was in the street, not covered. But now, now, as far as subways, I'd sign out of Stillwell, and let's say... Uh, I'm I'm still in the system. I have not left. Doesn't matter. You clocked out. You're going into the train. You get on the train. And as long as you're <laughs> the further away from your clock out station, that is, that's your commute. That's your commute home. I would need to know what further, I would need to know a distance <laughs> for, the, for, the, for them to confirm that for real. Because I, um, I, I, I know, I know somebody right now whose case was controverted because they were three stops from their clock out location. Wow. So, cause didn't you say at one time in the um, contract an employee was covered up? Yeah, a long time ago. Myth. As a myth? Co commute is not covered. Okay. Ask the lawyers. I, but it was that it was something about two hours after you clock out or something like that? An hour, no. Myth. An hour, an hour after you, an hour <laughs> after you get off. Okay, so myth. Okay. And myth. Unless you sh show it to me in the contract, myth. But, but contract wouldn't supersede the law anyway, right? As far as... As far as covering a person if, they, you know, like after they clear. Uh, no, no. Con con if there's a contract, like for example... Um, Give your, your, your differential. Like that, that's contractual. So there's, there's no legal 
you know, um, ramifications for denying or um, denying or approving your differential. That has to be taken care of in-house if you're denied. Your lawyer can't get your differential for you. Your union rep has to file a grievance to get your, your differential. That can't be argued in a workers' comp court. Right, because that's, right, because that's contractual. Now, that's correct. Right. Now, how can we get that changed? Because as far as I understand is that as long as I'm in the system, I'm a transit worker. And if something goes on and I don't take action, I'm responsible. Who are you referring to? It's like me. I'm a conductor. Let's say somebody fall onto the tracks or whatever the case is. Okay. And let's say I'm in uniform, but I'm off of work. I signed out. I'm away from my work location, like you said. Okay. I must still take action if they see me as a transit worker in uniform. So how come these things is not covered all across the board as far as me even getting injured? I should be able to file a claim. You always, <clears throat> always file the claim, whether it's convert, um, controverted. That's where your lawyer comes in. Right, because I see what you're saying. Because let's just say if somebody falls on the tracks, you got your uniform on, even though you're off the clock. But now, basically, you know, you go out. You could put yourself at risk and hurt yourself trying to help this person. Or I could get fired. Or you for, could get for, for not taking action. For not taking action, yeah, right? If but, I don't go ring the Go to the alarm box, call RCC. If I don't do, if I just sit there like a fool, and they be like, he was there, he ain't helped to do nothing. Well, why you ain't do nothing? You right. trained in this. That's right. a that's a legal good point, but it's a legal issue. Legal issue, right? It's a legal issue, but again, you have a right to file the claim. It's also their right. Quote, what is it? Air quotes. It's their right to deny the claim. If they don't feel, and, and like you said, um, what not in the line of duty or, you know, to, but again, that's a legal issue, mm -hmm. you know, that can be fought in workers' comp court. Because, again, it's a different, um, it's a different world. Now, let me ask you a question. If, um, let's, just recently, there was a grievance put out regarding um, the no work available and trying to create extra platform jobs for conductors or whatever the case is. While injured on the job or else or outside? No. Um, well, for, for the ones that's injured on the job, that's medically restricted. Right. Right. So <clears throat> the union rep put, you no know, um, conductors could be on platforms to curtail legal activity <laughs> and even put a point where a conductor actually held down somebody. Somebody stole somebody's purse and the conductor held them down. Now, let's just say that conductor would have got hurt um, doing that act. Well, he would have been covered. Yes, because he, <clears throat> you said, even though they're not in their job title, they're still injured on the job. But not doing the duties that they were supposed to do. Has nothing to do with, that has nothing to do with it. They, they are still Injured on the job. No, you and could claim, but would it be would it be controverted because it wasn't their their duties, or all, you would never tell. All depends on what mood the case <laughs> the claims examiner is in. Oh, so it's basically a subjective thing. Correct. See, that's crazy, man. Yeah, it is. It is. <coughs> that's why it's so important to have a lawyer along with the doctor. I tell everybody, you're always going to need a doctor before you need a lawyer. Simple simple cases, you know, can turn into be complex and, and difficult. But again, we try to work work you through the whole process. But you're you're bringing you're bringing up an excellent point. Just as far as um, I'm going to give you a, a very important um, aspect that a lot of people get mixed up. Okay, 
IOD reoccurrence. Mm. A reoccurrence does not restart the clock. Are we clear? Yeah. A new claim does. Correct. On, on a new body part. Correct. Yeah. So what happens is people will have an injury. They'll file the claim. They'll go back to work. If they have another incident, that is a new injury. Yeah. It could be to the same body part. Then what you're filling out is what's called the C3.3. Okay. So that's, that's where, that, and that's what gets all crazy because, again, people are always like, oh, I only have one year. I only have one year. But, again, if you return to work and you, in, you have another incident, then it's a new injury. Restarts the clock. <clears throat> if your same body part just starts hurting you, then it's a reoccurrence. All right, this is the time where we got to start wrapping up. So we want you to leave the people with a final word. What you want to leave them with? Report it, report it, report it. ASAP, 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 ASAP. Yeah, re- reporting it. All right, what you want to say, Cuz? Uh, well, same, not far from the same thing that I usually say at the end of every show. Um, like I said, we had... Um, you know, this was a very informative and educational show. Um, you know, this is information that basically um, is here for the members to listen to, and hopefully they can retain it. If not, again, it's uh, our show is on the podcast. It's our show is every on the internet. Basically, our show is everywhere. Okay, uh, so basically, um, there's no excuse now. We understand that uh, you know union reps don't, are not. Uh, uh, savvy when it comes to explaining the workers' comp situation because they're used to dealing with members' hearings and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, you know, to members who are active. So, basically, um, that's what. Uh, so, basically, this. Hopefully, everybody could take something from this show and have it to the. You know, and have it and use it to their advantage. Hopefully, you know, you don't want to go again. You don't want to go out on comp because. Again, you're hurt and you're losing money and you're missing out on overtime or whatever it is. So now you got to and then compensation is serious because now, just like we said earlier, you know, you have the potential to be watched and you don't want to play with compensation because that's uh, that's something that uh, has a serious legal uh, ramifications, legal, a lot of legal ramifications that surround workers comp. So basically, hopefully, um, again, everybody could take this show and. And, and and use the information to their advantage throughout their career. That's all I got to say. All right. I'm just going to say um, tune into uh, progressiveaction.info, the website, Progressive Action on Instagram, Progressive Act on Twitter. And that's today's show. I'm happy to have Lisa Nero here. She was great. <laughs> got to have her back probably to talk this talk again soon. And probably bring Harry with you next okay, time. Okay, sounds good. It'll be good. <laughs> and she said you could call her whenever she want. No flirting with her. She only want to talk workers' comp. <laughs> right. <laughs> Y'all have a good night. All right. All right. Good night, everybody. Thank you.